I'm delighted to welcome today the amazing Dina Legland from Wellness Warriors for Life, who has got up at 6.30am on Sunday morning to be with us. So thank you so much, Dina. Welcome. Thank you. It's an honour to be here. Yes, it is early, but it's okay. I usually get up around 6, 6.30 in the morning anyway, so I'm here for you. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. I, I do too. It's, I find it's the best part of the day, actually. You can get so much done as well and relax and oh, just kind so of gently true. get into the day, can't you, um, yourself? So, yes. um Where are you from, D Dina? I am originally from New York, but I now reside in uh, Southern Florida. I've been here almost a year now. And, and what led you to the change? Uh, my husband and I just decided to do something different. We, we were born and raised on Long Island, New York. And, you know, it was just getting to be too much. You know, the expense of it, you know, people, friends and family started to move as well. And it was just, it was just time to do something different. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to your new life. I've also have a, have a new life in uh, in Portugal, in the Algarve where I live, and uh, oh, wow. I, I came here two years ago, um, literally hours before the first lockdown. I drove over the bridge between Spain and Portugal down in the south uh, about I think something like twelve o'clock on the Thursday evening. As Saturday morning, wow. nine o'clock, the borders were closed for months. So um, wow, yeah, new new worlds. So let's talk about why we're here and it's about uh -huh. your um, services, which are a mm -hmm. direct result of your experiences with breast cancer. Yes, yes, it is. Um, cancer saved my life and my fears almost killed me. And you're probably saying, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I actually am a breast cancer thriver and it truly wasn't about the cancer. Um, I was not afraid of the diagnosis. I was not afraid of dying. What my greatest fear was all about how am I going to take care of myself and deal with choosing me first. And that fear always paralyzed me. And the reason I say that is because I am a nurse and a certified transformational health and life coach, along with being a volunteer EMT. And going back years of taking care of people, I had to stop now and really truly take care of myself. And, you know, there's no, there's, there's instructions to the protocol and the treatment plan and everything that I had to go through, but there's no instructions on how to conquer all of our fears. All right. And I like to bring this up because the word fear a lot of people say it's false evidence appearing real, all right? And the true definition of fear is really an unpleasant emotion that causes us, like, it actually causes us anticipation 
an awareness of something that's going to be immediate danger. And all of our fears, no matter what it is, and it's very different for everybody, uh, it's so paralyzing that it doesn't allow us to make certain decisions and it actually, it can actually make us feel sick. Um, it deals with internally having issues on, let's say your immune system, okay? It actually can lead to digestive issues, headaches, um, all kinds of different physical uh, issues. And I came across a study back in 2017 and up to 6% of the population globally across the entire world, they experienced fear and, but their fears had nothing to do with, let's say a diagnosis of a fatal disease. They were more worried about corrupt government officials, to be honest with you. So as I was going through my breast cancer journey, that's when I realized I needed to do something different. I truly needed to realize that it was okay to take care of myself. And everybody does things a little bit differently. And I decided that, all right, I'm going to take charge. I'm going to follow my protocol, my instructions, but how am I going to get through all of my fears? Two of my big major fears were not being loved and being judged. And it still stems back to, oh my gosh, I have to hold, put the brakes on. Does that make sense? To, I, I mean, some people say to me, what? Are you kidding me? You have to take care of yourself. But in my mind, I needed to take care of others. Yeah, we, as human beings, we are naturally, especially women, human beings, we are naturally, uh, um, what should we say, made to look after other mm -hmm. people. You know, the mothering, nurturing sort of element to us. Um, and we're the right. last people to to consider us mm -hmm. other people may consider us uh, lip service quite often uh, not genuinely consider us but yeah you're absolutely right it has to start from us when, when did you have your breast cancer Dina I was diagnosed in October of 2016 and prior to that six years prior to that I decided to get as healthy as I could possibly be and I lost over a hundred pounds and I did everything possible, working out, clean eating, mindful practices. I did some meditation. I read, you know, I, I looked at affirmations, positive thinking, and I did a lot of self-development during that year of losing all the weight. And then six years later, 
I get this stabbing pain in my right breast and it lasted for about two weeks on and off. And then I did my own self-exam and that's when I found my lump. Six months prior to that, it was not there because I go for mammograms and sonograms because I had very cystic breasts, I had calcification. So they follow me every six months. Six months prior, it was not there. So I ended up going, of course, to the doctor and we did the sonogram. We did a 3D mammogram. The next day we did a needle biopsy, which was on a Friday. So Monday I go to work and I'm driving home and I get a phone call from the doctor and the doctor says, Dina, where are you? And I said, I'm driving home from work. And she said to me, pull over to the side of the road. And right then and there, I knew it wasn't going to be a positive situation. And she said to me, I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but you have an aggressive form of breast cancer, HER2 triple positive, and you need to see a breast surgeon and an oncologist immediately. Now my drive home from work is about an hour. So the whole time I was sitting there and driving in traffic, all I kept thinking is, all right, you're a nurse, you're an EMT, you teach nursing, you know, you gotta get through this. And all, the, all different kinds of fears ran through my head. It started to give me stress. I'm like thinking about the job. I was thinking about the kids. I have two adult daughters. I'm thinking about my husband, my dad. So, you know, relationships went through my head. All of the emotions just stirred up. And I said to myself, all right, you got to do this. You have, you're just going to have to figure it out and you're not going to have to change anything except be yourself, figure this out, go to the doctors and, and see what happens. And the funny thing about the whole situation, and I, I actually advise people not to just get one, have one doctor, they should go for two or three opinions being in the, in, in the healthcare realm and profession, I ended up having four opinions. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure. I said, this is, this, is, this is my life, you know? So I just wanted to make sure. And all the protocols, all the surgeries, everything was exactly the same. It was just a matter of picking my team. And I was very happy with my team. And I just, did what I needed to do for a year. I had chemo for a year. I had a bilateral mastectomy and I've had two more, three more reconstructive surgeries. So I've had a, a little bit of a road there, but I am here today to talk about it. Truly good. Um, I had my first breast cancer in 2009 and oh. I, I had my mastectomy then in, in July 2009. Knowing what I know now, I actually wouldn't have had surgery, but that's many years ago and I've learned a lot since and so on and so forth. And, you know, life life's 
every day is a school day, isn't it? We're learning. We're learning all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, the fear thing, you started off, you said a, a sentence at the very beginning that was really profound, something mm -hmm. about your fears um, and your uh, cancer cancer and your fears. What was that sentence? I think I've seen it on your website as well. Oh, yes. Cancer saved my life and my fears almost killed me. Yeah, that that is really so profound. Um, I've spent many years um, on and off helping people, um, as you do with, with cancer and other conditions. And um, mm -hmm. for a while, I was a helpline volunteer on a, on a cancer line for people newly diagnosed. And wow. then what I was mm -hmm. finding was that a lot of people were just so scared. They were just like rabbits in the headlight. And there are so many uh, outside influences where people want to help. Well-meaning people want to help, you know, friends and family and work colleagues and on and on and on. But all that exactly. happens is you end up with a complete chatter of noise around you. You can't think straight and then you end up managing everybody else. So how did you get through that bit? I got through it by really just sitting down with myself and saying, what do I want? Mm, yeah. So anybody who's who's listening to this, it's really you have the choice. You are the one that's in control. There's nothing wrong with asking people other, especially other women that have gone through it, you know, how they dealt with it. But the bottom line is it's your decision and nobody else's. And I believe sometimes that's kind of hard for women to do, because like you said earlier, and I said earlier, is that we're, we're just nurturing people. We want, we want to just keep helping people. And as we help people, we want people to help us and give us their thought process. But you really need to stop, think about the situation, think about what maybe even the doctors are telling you, the nurses are telling you, the surgeons are telling you. And really say, is this what I truly want? Spot on. Absolutely spot on. In fact, I wrote an article this morning and the title of it is Taking Control. And it's, it's about <laughs> exactly this, you know, taking control and um, not being distracted by the noise out there and, and, the, and making a decision, uh, the decision, do you want to live? And right. surprisingly, not everybody does want to live. So that's one of the first things I ask when I'm supporting people. And um, I gave some examples in my article on p personal stories I know where people actually were happy with their condition, you know, because some people actually like playing the victim mode and mm -hmm. uh, because they're centre of attention. Some people, um, cancer is their way out of life. Maybe they've got some very unhappy circumstances and, it's just a oh, okay bye-bye I've got cancer now you know off I go sort of thing so there's lots of different reasons why people don't heal and um, but the emotional aspect and um, talk to us about the emotional aspect because that is huge isn't it the, the like you said the fear fear is an emotion there's many oh. many others yes absolutely um because the the emotions and living consistently with the fears, all right? It actually, I use the expression, it's sucking the life out of us, Yes. all right? It actually removes the joy 
of our daily existence, all right? And the more fear we have, the more physical symptoms we may notice, okay? Which can lead to diseases and illnesses, all right? So I try to promote, even with my clients, is a positive attitude, reframing things from saying, I can't do something to, I get to do this. For example, um, I can't, I can't walk today, you know, cause some people have, you know, they're tired because of the cancer or the treatments or the surgeries. But I like to say, when you do have the energy, I get to walk today, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's things like that. It's, it's reframing the negative into the positive. And the emotion, the emotional part of it, I also love to, to talk to people about is, it's okay to feel that way today. Like if you're mad today, it's okay to feel that way. Allow the emotions to take place at that moment and, and talk it out. I mean, there's times I was just talking to myself (laughs) saying, all right, you're feeling really mad today. Why am I feeling really mad? Was it because somebody said something or I don't have the strength today or, you know, everything I'm eating is making me nauseous. You know, it's things like that. And it's like, all right, so this is how my day is going to be today. It's okay or the next hour is going to be like this. And that's the part that people or others don't sometimes grasp. It's like, no, I'm mad and I'm gonna stay mad. (laughs) What is that going to change? Is it really gonna change anything? You know, you could be mad, it's okay. It's just being able to be, give yourself the permission to be mad or upset, Let let it happen and then take the next step to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. Acknowledge, but then don't stay there. Um, right. Then move on. Do not stay there. Move on. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, how, how, I don't know if you've come across this, but um, I noticed that there's a link between bereavement and breast cancer. Have you come across that at all? Yes. I honestly feel that people do um, have the, I believe it's five steps of the grieving process. You know, and I believe that we grieve over the loss of a breast or um, they grieve over, you know, I got this diagnosis, now what do I do? What do I have to do to either survive or like you said before, others do not. Mm -hmm. And we must, I think in order to, to, assist, let's say a family member going through this or a dear friend or a dear coworker is allowing them to grieve in a way that is, that suits them. All right. Not everybody, we can't tell people how to feel. We can't tell people, Oh, get over that. Oh, you need to survive. So you have to do this. You know, being a nurse And this is where part of my nursing comes in is I've always asked my patients, you have the decision 
you can make this easy, difficult by, you know, having the right attitude. What do you want? And to me, that is the most important thing to ask somebody is you need to ask them what they want. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking more actually from a different perspective on on grief and bereavement. So a friend of mine many years ago, her mother had breast cancer and Mm -hmm. surgery. So she goes into the ward to to visit mother and there's five other women in there with her. So six six in a ward and Mm -hmm. they had all identified that within the previous two years, every one of them had suffered a loss of a significant person. So a spouse or a, a parent or child, whatever it was. So mm-hmm. the link between experiencing somebody's death and then a couple of years later, yourself getting breast cancer. I've, I've, and I've, so that was my first introduction um, that she uh, made me aware of many, many years ago. And I've, I've noticed it many times since. So I've supported people over the years with various forms of cancer. And then when... Um, you know, as we know, not everybody's going to make it. And quite often it's too little, too late, too too late a diagnosis or too little when they, they take steps to correct the situation, whatever it is. Right. And then they're left. Um, so the spouse is left, you know, having lost their, their, their partner. Um, and I say that's a vulnerable time for, for the individual, because during that next two years, unless the person takes steps to look after themselves, if it's a woman, the chances are, they are they, they well they are definitely vulnerable to breast cancer have you noticed that yes i i you know now that i think back yes i've noticed that when when that grief is stricken for somebody that yeah they can because you're in you're in that grieving process and it and there is no time limit for grief as we all know, we all grieve differently. Um, I, I've had the experience of my father-in-law grieving the death of my mother-in-law and him passing away a year later mm. because of the grief. I believe that those types of things do happen without a doubt. You know, is that what you have noticed? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I that just, I, now that, okay. I was thinking differently for a second when we first started talking about this, but absolutely. I've seen that. Oh, so many times now on a nursing aspect, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of people in their homes, in hospitals, in, in, in nursing homes and in, in assisted living facilities and things like that, you know, the loss of a significant, other or like you said a child some people are just they grieve themselves and I hate to say it like this they grieve themselves to to death themselves yeah yeah, absolutely yeah you can't dress it up any other way that's what you can't you really can't you can't sugarcoat it as as I would you know we say um because it's it's reality truly is reality so I know it's not exactly the same thing but fear can lead to, like we said, illnesses and diseases. Yeah. So if we don't take care of and figure out and identify what that fear is and work through it so you have the resilience to keep going and enjoying life, 
there, like you said, you, you started out, I think our conversation on there's so many things going on in the world today, you know, and the one thing we have control over and have a choice is about ourselves and what we want to do in, in every avenue of our life, whether it's our health, whether it's our finances, which is relationships, um, parenting, anything, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Spot on. And of course, whatever the emotion is that we're dealing with, that will have a negative impact on our immune system. And that's where that's where we join the dots. It's right. The, whatever the fear is, uh, whatever the um, emotion is, that mm-hmm. will compromise our immune system that lowers our um, our protection, our resilience. And as a result, we will get anything that's going because we we're opening ourselves up to being vulnerable uh, with our immunity so in, we need to keep our immunity strong so that when things do come along they do, we just brush them off um exactly. it's as simple as that isn't it but nobody teaches us do they <laughs> nope nobody gives us instructions when it comes to certain things and i like saying that word instructions or protocol you know especially when we're dealing with illnesses and and diseases because there are there are protocols in order to get people through certain things when it comes to their you know health and their illnesses and their diagnosis. But there's no instructions to, to, to conquering fear. There's no instructions on raising children, you know, which is a whole nother fear to, to certain people, you know, <laughs> but we have the choice. And yeah. that is so important to, to relay the message that you have a choice. Yeah, spot on. So what advice would you give to women who uh, maybe have gone through what you've gone through, what we've gone through, um, and now want to make sure it doesn't come back. So what strategies can they employ to make sure that they don't get a recurrence of, of breast cancer? Oh, there's just so many different things. It's, you know, we're going to go back to basics, eating clean and healthy, moving our bodies, drinking our water, all right, hydrating, okay? We really, truly need to do self, self-love, self-care. That, to me, is one of the biggest things, whether it's meditation, whether it's yoga, whether it's reading a book, whether it's listening to podcasts or listening to music. It's taking the time for yourself. It could be five minutes a day. It could be an hour. It could be whatever it is for that individual, but taking care of yourself and being able to say, this is not being selfish at all, at all. (laughs) Self-care is not selfish, is it? No, no. And I love... I had said earlier that fear is false evidence appearing real. So what I do now is I explain to people that I'm working with or just having a conversation with is that turn that fear into feeling excited and ready to do whatever you want to do. Okay. And make and make the decisions and saying, all right, I'm ready for this. I'm going to move forward. 
and I'm just going to enjoy what my life I have made my life into at, you know, and it's as, and I don't know, you can see me cause we're, 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 uh, virtually right now and you can see that I get excited my hands are going <laughs> but I do I really honestly feel that and through my experience that feeling excited and ready to take on whatever comes my way is is now my new attitude to be honest with you zest for life is just so important having a purpose zest for life so are you still a nurse Dina? Yes, I still am a nurse. I still hold my nursing license, but I'm not practicing here in Florida at the moment. I actually really retired from nursing right before COVID hit. Um, it, it just so happened to be that way because I really got into, you know, taking my wellness warriors for life coaching business to another level and I just needed to do, I needed to do it. So, but my nursing career has always been near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Wonderful. So top tips then for people who need to kind of get themselves uh, in, a, in a positive state, how do they go from the fear um, to the, the positive um, version of fear? So the feeling ready from fear, fearing um, negativity to, to feeling ready with the positivity? It's something that you have to really say to yourself, I am ready. You, you really need to do a lot of self, self-talk. It's, it's, to me, it's certain morning I like to do certain morning practices and this is something that the audience can do as well is when I get up, I just do a few stretches. I have a glass of water, you know, I'm like, I'm ready for the day. You know, I have in my office that I'm sitting in now, I come in here and I have an affirmation book and I go through a few affirmations. I sit in silence for about, five minutes. Like I said before, it's reframing sentences that I, that we say to ourselves throughout the day and turn it into from a negative into a positive. So the best thing to do is be able to find what you like to do and be able to try to do that as consistently as possible. Cause that's a key too to stay positive is being able to do whatever your morning routine is, your evening routine is and, and stick with it. All right. You, and, and this is what's really important is giving yourself permission to, to, like I said earlier, is if that day isn't a good day, it's not a good day. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. It's okay to have a, a bad day or, or not a good day, you know, but it's the, it's the thought process of saying, all right, it's a bad day today. I'm going to get through today. Tomorrow's another day. Mm. So it's always looking for the positive in everything that we do yeah. and to laugh. Oh my gosh. Find something to laugh at every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. 
feel feel good. Um, I, every now and then I'll put on um, uh, what's that program? Simon Kell. Um, America's Got Talent and Britain's Got mm -hmm. Talent and all the rest of it. And I watch things like that because to me they're a feel good, and I laugh, I'll cry, and I think that's also a good. I'm not an emotional person, but that helps me to get the emotions out of me um mm -hmm. and to enjoy myself as well as something that i would never normally do i don't have a television i haven't watched television for years and years 20 mm -hmm. something years so, so things like that on youtube um there's plenty of you know things with animals and you know whatever it is that you, you oh my you know, funny you videos you know, yeah, yeah all that kind of stuff yeah brilliant absolutely so um yes dina how do people get hold of you okay I love people to come to my website, which is wellnesswarriorsforlife.com. And it tells you everything about myself, who I serve. There's also on there, um, if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, which is, which is free, just to talk about what might be holding you back, if those fears are holding you back from achieving what you want in life and having an abundant lifestyle, there's, you can, you can schedule a session with me. Cool. Lovely. So well, wellnesswarriorsforlife.com. Mm -hmm. And I'm also on uh, social media. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, wellness warriors for life. Marvelous. And on LinkedIn, you're Dina Legland, D-I-N-A. Right. L-E-G-L-A-N-D for anybody listening to this on audio. Yes. So any, any last closing comments before we wrap up, Dina? Oh, last comments. Uh, I'm just going to say the word choice. Mm -hmm. You have the choice <laughs> yes. to do whatever you want to do, feel however you want to feel, and you take responsibility for you. Amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. It was an honor to be here.